Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Kicking Back Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the best of the West, Ollie West. Hi. Like you got it in. I got it in. Got I told in. you I would, I would put it in, didn't I? But like minute, second 10. Yeah. It's in. I think it's a good phrase, man. I, I think so. I said, you know, we were saying before, use it as your catchphrase. Yeah. If you do, though, I want... You've got to kind of, yeah, credit me. or I'll put it, you know, when you make like a logo, I could put in tiny writing. Like, yeah, like who said the, the quote or, yeah. yeah. I that, think that'd be good. That'd be nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, do that for me. Pin my bread. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Ollie, how how are you, sir? You know what? I'm absolutely, it's this sort of December lunacy for musicians stuff. So yeah, mom. It's kind of busy. Um, and like every day is just, long yes. and drawn out but you know i'm okay look the fact i've stood up and i have work and all the rest is um is good how are you i'm good man thank you for asking people never ask me how i am on the podcast well know? that feels odd seeing as it's a conversation i know it... <laughs> i know i think people are too scared to, to ask me maybe they're intimidated by me do but... you think it's because they think you're going to come out with some quite deep i don't like... go normally i don't go deep at the start, <clears throat> normally. No, well, I, it's probably the safest time to ask. If we're like 45 minutes and two beers in and I go, how are you? And a single tear falls down. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, stop, stop the stream. Stop the podcast. It's not like I can't <laughs> I'm good, though, mate. Thank good. you very much for asking. It's, yeah, I know the feeling, the December feeling. Mm. Obviously, I'm not doing the whole musician thing, but it's the video yeah. side of things. It's been, it's been crazy. Busy, yeah. It has been busy, but I'm only a few days away now from my delightful Christmas break. How long have you? How long have you given yourself? I've given myself like, uh, basically till the thirtieth, so like two and a bit weeks. Oh, that's good. Which is nice. That's proper. That's like a proper. Well, I just like I'm. I'm not fucking around this year. Like I'm gonna get home and yeah. just really switch off and you know enjoy some time. I need to take a leaf out of that book because yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's so hard though because you, you do want to say yes to everything and like do you know what I mean like pick up more gigs and all that shit. But I just kind of drew a line. The sun was like, no, but I think what, that's the right thing to do because like I think the problem with wanting to say yes to everything is part of it is that someone else will say yes to it. Yeah, like someone will say yes, so you feel like if you're not doing it. But actually, if everyone just went no, sometimes. If everyone just went, actually, I'm going to put myself first here, mm. then you wouldn't have that problem ever in the first place. Exactly, man. And I always think if you can't do a gig or whatever, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. That's my thinking of it. It's like, if they want you, they'll probably ask you again. And if they don't, who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? It's like, it's, it's out of your control. There's like things in your circle of control. And then there's things that are just not. And then that is just one of those things, isn't it? I Someone asks you a gig, you're like, oh, I can't do that. That's out of my control as well, because I'm already doing something. And then, yeah, I mean, you can't be, you can't, you just can't be like screwing your head around with it. No. What if and all this, but so. We're simple beasts, Ali. You know, mm. we need, we need time <laughs> to like, you know, recuperate and give our minds a rest. Mm. I'm all about that. And yeah, we just said about the, Things you can control or don't control. I was having a chat with James Bradshaw the other day about this. Oh, yeah, lovely man. Because he was, like, stressing about things like it's not doing. The things that he wants to do is, like, bro, there's things that you can't control. There's things you can have influence over. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, like, you can sort of push the boat in a certain little bit of a way. But, like, most of the time you've just got to be like, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Take it as it comes. I mean, 
it surprises me that he would say that because he is like smashing it, you know. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I was like, I couldn't believe we were having this conversation, but like, you know, he's like, because he wants to do like more of his own original mm. stuff and that, and but he's obviously doing the is it Dermot Kennedy? Dermot Kennedy's tour, yeah, which is fucking amazing, yeah. Um, and he's, he's saying that he's like, I'm not ungrateful, like I'm really, really lucky for what I'm doing and stuff, but it's just like I wish I just had a bit more time to do my own stuff. I was like, well, bro, that's what you want to do. You've got to draw your line in the sand, man. Be like, okay, this month here in six months' time, that's going to be me time. Yeah. And nothing else is going to get in the way. That's absolutely something I'm terrible at doing myself. <laughs> like, I, you know, I could, I don't necessarily practice what I preach. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty poor one for going like, no, I'm going to dedicate this time. What I do normally instead is dedicate all the time to do my own stuff. And then in every possible gap around it, mm. fill it with things. And so by the time I actually get to do my own stuff, I'm knackered. But, you know. We I'll, I'll get learn. there. You live and learn. I'll, I'll get there in the end. We're only young men, Ollie. That's it. You We're know? our prime. Well, I've got at least five years left of my life, you know. <laughs> so like, we've got plenty of time to learn. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. You joke, but then when you keep like on, you know that you. Some people ask you for gigs, don't they? And like, can you free in September 2023? And I was I like, I might be hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But maybe, maybe. <laughs> You can't say maybe though, can you? Know, I might be dead. So I might be dead. I'll just, pen- <laughs> just, just, just pencil me in on that one. Just pencil me. But if I'm not dead, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm there. there, man. Fucking hell. Oh, oh my God. Right. Anyway, Ollie, for the people at home that don't know who you are, do you want to tell the people who it is who you are and what it is you do, man? Yeah. Sure. So, hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, Ali. That's that's our, that's your that's, that's my your audience man. cam. Yeah, man. hello, mum and dad as well. Because I hello, I'm aware they're probably they're probably the watching. Wests are probably watching. Nice, you know, best of the West. Best of the they are the best of the West. You know, oh, honestly, nice. they they've got it right. Um, <laughs> so I'm Ollie. I'm a singer songwriter. Uh, I also front a band called Ollie West and the Wildflowers. There are seven of us. I think is the number we've culled. Not, cold is the wrong word. That makes it sound like I've just killed. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it, you haven't, man. No, it's it's just it it fluctuates in membership. So right. pre-pandemic, we were going out as like fourteen of us, which was a lot, man. That was a lot. Was a lot of logistics, and then that would have worked. You know, we had a good we had a good run pre-pandemic, and then I think the pandemic displaced so many people mm. that it's trying to figure out, you know, how how to keep that energy going. So we're currently like rehearsing as a seven piece with um, me, you'll know Ash, mm-hmm. uh, Pete Lever on drums, James Cook on guitar. And then um, we've got Nat Martin, who's a tenor horn player. He's also doing some keys and backing vocals. Uh, Ray Harvey, who's my girlfriend, but she's also a phenomenal vi- classical violinist and singer-songwriter in her own right. So and she's Sweet. kind of doing... She, she's sort of doing the everything in between, so like percussion, okay. secondary guitars, mandolin, backing vocals, glockenspiel, those kinds of things. Mm. And then we have uh, Aninka, who is a violinist and um, is rocking it. And she's done a couple of rehearsals with us, and it's great. So nice, that's, man. What, that's what we're doing. That's what we are. Excellent. Wild Flowers. So how would you describe your music to the people if they'd never heard it before? I think a good... We normally put something like orchestral pop with like folky chance world influence yeah so i'd say that three words would be like i'd probably go like orchestral pop folk but 
uh, a probably less succinct way of putting it is think of like all the 70s like singer songwriters you like yeah and sort of smash them with together. some sprinkles of other shit you know it's like a it's a it's a big very complicated cake um, of stuff if you were to write which seventies singers would you throw into this delicious cake of yours? This, this is our seven, our like song, Wildflowers Cake. I think there's a big old dash of Billy Joel in there. Yes, he's he's my favorite. Okay, I was about to say he's my dad, but he's not. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I wish he was my dad. Sorry, Dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a big old splash of. Billy Joel in there. There's definitely like some splashes of Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And then when you get into more like Peter Gabriel, G- mm. Genesis, Bruce Hornsby, uh, Paul McCartney, like, you know, th- those are these all the, I'm not saying this is who I sound like. These are people I take inspiration from. These are the right, people I yeah, love. Yeah. So, and then mash that with some other shit. I love classical music as well. And so, but the sound sort of has changed a lot throughout the years. But yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where we're at at the moment is. There, seven of us, music. That sounds great, Bang. man. On the table, done. I do love that thing of like watching a live gig and just seeing someone like doing that, just picking up a different instrument. And do you know what I mean? Like having a multifaceted people in there just doing little bits of things. Well, this is it. Everyone in the thing that I love about the Wildflowers is that I'm surrounded by people who are infinitely more talented than myself. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I write the music, I bring it to them, and then these people, like, it would not be anything like as, pff, I don't know, it's just extraordinary. When you think about a drummer like Pete, who is so extraordinarily musical and has such an mm. understanding of, who can make a kit just sound phenomenal by itself. Ashley, who's a great guitarist and singer, bassist, plays double bass as well, mm. picked up on keys, you know, that guy could play. James Cook is, you know what I mean, you know James. <laughs> He's a motherfucker, for one of them. He's so better words. Good. He's he's scary good, he like is, man. scary good yeah. at guitar, and it's so nice as well. He's Such a yeah, nice guy, deadly nice, yeah. and so passionate about the guitar in a way that I'm not as, <laughs> you know, in a, in a way that he could, you could, if you get James and another, it will insert guitar enthusiast here in a room yeah. together. Oh, there you go, Jack March. But if you put James Cook and Jack March in a room together Ooh. with some guitars. You could leave them for like 10 to 12 hours and they'd probably still be happy. Yeah. Like, they're like tinkerers, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, properly. Like, yeah. yeah and, and they'll know what pickups. Like, I don't know shit about keyboards. I studied as a, you know, as a keyboard player on the, well, we both did, on the pop course at the Art Royal yeah, College yeah, of Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck up synthesizers, honestly, on a way over my head. Just not your vibe. It's man. just never what I've, I just don't give it. If I gave more, I wish I gave more of a shit, but I, I just, because I, I feel like I'd be far more employable if I did. But well, I feel like, you know, you, you just do the things that you're like attracted to and you're like drawn to. And if you're not drawn to that shit, man, then you're not going to want to put the time and the energy into it. So well, you, that's you it. Just, you just do your thing, man. There are those guys. There are synth guys. Yeah. There are like, you know, guitar nerd guys. I, if I'm an anything nerd, I'm a. I'm a songwriting enthusiast. <laughs> songwriting nerd. Songwriting nerd. That's nice. That would be my nerdy, you know. That's what I can sit and talk for hours about is listen to records and talk about songwriting. That's cool, that's, man. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah. I was going to, like, pick up, so you do some, like, radio presenting. I do. 
Um, Which is why it, you might have noticed I'm so excellent at what we're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was kind of picking up on that. I was like, just as we were chatting, then I was like, you have got like, you've got the radio vibe, man. Do you know what oh. I mean? Definitely. Well. Like, it was interesting because I'm obviously, I'm just locking eyes with you across the table and we're just chatting shit. But like, yeah. there's like a flow. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it comes very naturally to you, I think. Well, I'm glad because, you know, if I uh, <laughs> if I didn't, then my radio shows would probably be really shit, wouldn't they? They'd probably beat you they'd off, prob- wouldn't they? They'd probably be like, you know what, Ollie, it's not, it's not working, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you're so boring on the radio. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so this show is the worst show I've ever heard in my life. No, I mean I've I've always loved radio and listened to radio. I mean, kind of almost exclusively in like the car growing up as a child and all the rest. Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. You know. So, and I've always been interested in. Something I didn't really do at uni, which I should have, is student radio, because I feel like I would have been interested in that. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've always wanted to do my own radio show, and I'd always wanted to, like, curate my own show about music I was passionate about. So I started doing a radio show for a local radio station down south called, um, oh, sort of at the beginning of this year. And it was cool. Well, the first run, we did a run of three shows called 70s Greats, where we just spent, like, we just, I just picked, basically what I did was I picked, I went through my Spotify. <laughs> I just picked all the music I loved from that era. Nice. And I talked really nerdily about it for an hour at a time. And then Sounds that great. kind of became another show, which they, after I did that three show special, they were like, oh, can you do another show for us a month? So I did this monthly show called Greats, which was kind of going through decade by decade. Uh, so we'd started with the 40s, right. and we did a two-hour show on the 40s, and then monthly went up, so 50s, 60s, all the way through, right to, like, present day. Um, and that's been really interesting, actually, because it kind of challenged my knowledge, because I I know, I feel like I have a good knowledge of a certain eras of music, 70s, yeah. but, you know, 1940s, I was clutching at straws, you know. It took me, like, days of research and, yeah. like, to get it as... You know, <laughs> it was really interesting. So, um, but yeah, so I did that show. And then um, in the last couple of months, I've started on a local station down in uh, Cheshire called Canal Side Radio, which is a very different beast. It's, um, okay. I don't pick any of my music on it. It's like, you know, it's, I'm just there to present and all the rest. So. Oh, right, okay. It's a different, it's a different challenge, which is nice. And yeah. I think for ultimately the combination of those two kind of factors, like being, actually behind in a radio studio doing the actual live stuff which is what i do a canal side versus me recording at home on one of these you know yeah and it's it's a very two very different things but ultimately the combination of being able to pick some of my own music and the things that i enjoy playing and being able to like communicate with an audience is what i'd quite mm. like in the future have you ever thought about doing a podcast i ha- so yeah actually i did and i started one in, I thought this would be a good lockdown activity, and yeah. uh, I recorded like five or six episodes of it, and it was like, I think the premise was, um, getting a guest on a musician or someone or someone in the industry, mm. uh, and then chatting to them. I think uh, it was like five, five questions basically. I think it was like their favorite album right now, their favorite song right now, their favorite song when they were sixteen. Mm. That was the, I can't remember what the other two were, but we were, I recorded about five or six episodes of it before. Uh, I don't know. I think pandemic was just rough, wasn't it? And it was. Yeah, man. I didn't want to try and like force it, and I think my at that time the priority I needed to focus on was uh, 
the old, the, old, the old noggin, which was not doing such a good job of existing. Yes. So um, I did. They are in a vault somewhere. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a shame, actually, because I got some decent guests on. We spoke to um, a guy called Dean Friedman who collaborated with us a couple of years back on our on a track on our album. He was a songwriter in the 70s. We got a guy called Matt Owens on, who is um, who was the bass player in Noah and the Whale. Oh, you know, and so we nice. had some pretty, <laughs> we had some pretty nice guests on. But um, you know, I do occasionally think about picking it back up. But I need do you to think achieve. it will ever see the light of day? I feel like I'd have to re-record it now because so much, so much of it, mm. like conversation-wise, was like, "How are you?" And everyone was like, "Well, you know, still stuck inside." And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like yeah. it was definitely. It's odd. It feels of a time because it was so recently. But that period, mm. those like, three months, like, were odd, weren't they? So like, strange. Honestly, my this is a blur, man. It is a blur, and it's like this weird. I don't know. Like it's different to how it's been since like September last year, where it's kind of been like a will we, won't we situ. Mm. Whereas that was like we are stuck, that, and no yeah. one knows when this might end. Yeah. So it was a, it was a kind of it was this different vibe, really. It was, but it was a, yeah, it was fucking odd. So I really don't want to go back in again, man. Well, don't i can't i can't look at the news it's too it's too uh depressing it is man i'm better yeah. off sec give me secondhand news man yeah someone will tell me what's going on because someone will tell it to me in a way that i can sympathize with and like, it's probably go... a bit lighter as well do you know what i mean it's not gonna be like when the news say it, it's like it's the fucking worst thing this ever. Is the end. Yeah, yeah yeah whereas you know if i've got ashley going oh shit ollie have you heard about this and i'm like oh what you know it's, it's jovial it's it's like, you know, and then you can have a good bit you can't bitch with the news no that's you the can't. thing you can't bitch with the news you can bitch with your mates about the news yeah but you can't bitch with you can't hit bitch with hugh dennis <laughs> is that his name no hugh dennis the comedian who do i mean hugh, hugh. who's the oh james you can find out yeah james can find out who's the hugh bbc news presenter BBC, people, people BBC, are screaming at me i have going bbc hugh bbc <laughs> hughes um the, I know what you mean. Do you know who I mean? He's got, and he sits like, uh, yeah, this. he's got a bit of a, a, a pose to yeah. it. It's... Hugh Edwards. I wasn't too far. It's, at least it's Hugh. I've never seen Hugh spelled like that before. Hugh. Hugh is H U W for the people listening at home. He's a Welsh journalist. Welsh journalist. Well, there you bloody well there go. He presents BBC News at 10. News at 10 is the corporation's flagship news broadcast. There we go. He's the age of 60. 60. He looks good for 60. He looks great for 60. I mean, you know, he's... Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for the people at home that just saw, <laughs> saw polar bears. See, see <laughs> we were chatting about polar bears before. Pre-podcast. Pre-podcast polar bear. polar bear vibe. But we weren't meant to be doing that right then. It's but. fine. But look, now we know about Hugh Edwards. Yeah. That's fine. So... The radio careers, that's that's a cool little thing. That's, that's a going cool on. little aside that I'm trying to just sort of push in yeah, the meantime. I think that's good, man. I think you're you're suited. Well, to thank that. you. So I definitely keep keep on trucking with that. Keep pushing on. Keep but... on trucking. <laughs> um, I like to go back. Let's go back, Ollie. Way back. Way back. Way back in time. So you when you were a wayward teenager in where did you grow up? So I spent like the first half in um, a place called Buckingham, which is in Buckinghamshire, um, oh, nice. which is sort of, well, it's kind of South Midlands-ish. And okay. then when I was 14, I moved to Hampshire with okay. my family. Um, 
I, I always say I'm from Hampshire. Sorry, Hampshire border, because it's kind of where I feel most at. At home. At home. Yeah. yeah. So, what kind of music were you? Well, did you come from a musical house? Yeah. Well, we came definitely like an arts family. Like, so my mum was a professional dancer. Oh. Uh, my dad was a professional actor and singer. Um, cool. And then you know various cousins and uncles and things. In fact, when you go right the way back, um, have you ever looked at your own family tree? Um, I haven't, and I'd be in- interested. Yeah, so I was really interested. We have I, I don't know who this guy is. He he's related to our family somehow. Right. But I don't think he's a relative. Anyway, he did our whole family tree right the way back to the seventeen hundreds, which was mad interesting and. What was interesting was I found out that my great, 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 yeah, my great, great grandfather was a, was a concert pianist and a piano tuner, oh. which was interesting. Right. Because, and apparently he went blind, which right. is why he became a piano tuner, because at the time they, they sent blind people to learn to tune pianos because it was a, it was a skill that they could They could do, do. really well. Yeah. Which interesting. Was, yeah. So. So That's you... interesting. So somewhere along the line, there is that. But yes, a lot of my family are very musical and or within work within the arts and all the rest. So what kind of music <clears throat> were your parents putting on in the house? You know, what was the vibe? Well, all sorts really. My dad was always a big, like, classic rock prog fan. So my dad loved Clapton yeah. and Pink Floyd and the Allman Brothers and things like that. So we listen to a lot of that kind of music. Uh, my mum loves it. My mum loves everything really, um, except for the Beatles. She's not a Beatles fan. Really? Yeah. She's 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 one of she's uh, early. She doesn't like early Beatles. She can get like anything post Sergeant Pepper. She can get behind. Get on board with. It's like the oh love me do like the skiffle stuff. Yeah, exactly. She's not yeah. into the skiffle stuff. Whereas my dad thinks she's mad for it. Um, yeah. So, but then yeah. So the Beatles as well. Uh, but my mum was a bit of a mix. She listened to all sorts of stuff. You know, quite often music that was popular as we were growing up. So, yeah, you know, yeah. David Gray, George Michael, big George Michael fan. Ooh. So that was kind of in my. All in my head while I was growing up. And, and then, you know, when did you, I like to say, teenage tearaways? What was your, like, thing was, like, you start to form your own musical identity and what kind of bands did you sort of start picking up on your own? And so, that. I mean, I, when I was, like, 10 or 11, I loved Michael Jackson. Yes. Which, yeah, I got big into Michael Jackson. He was like, and was definitely like a contributing factor to my formative like realizing I wanted to be a musician. And what okay, and then, what what album? Off the wall. Yes, mate. Fucking Yes. Come on, it's off the wall, isn't it? It's so that oh I that's love that. the one, isn't yeah. it? That's that's the one. It is the one. Yeah, it that's the one. that's the one I'll never I'll never forget my dad playing for me for the first time in the car and going, You gotta listen to this and putting on off the wall the track, it's the title track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then me sat in the passenger seat, dad sat the car, and then him going, wait, 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 this is the best middle eight in the whole world. <laughs> he goes, do what you want to do. And me just going, oh. It was so, yeah. it was so good. So yeah, mm. Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. That, yes. that was key, key album. Uh, but then 
honestly, it's really lame because I didn't. I feel like I missed, and I laugh now with um a lot of my mates now about it because they're like, "How did you not hear this music?" But right. I missed the whole like guitar band, not punk, but you know that whole. Yeah, I missed the Kings era. of Leony Foo thing. Foo Fighters. It just all passed me by because. I was a piano player, and the people I looked up to were piano players, really. Like, okay, interesting. And there weren't really that many. I was kind of, while that was happening, and, you know, I, I, I just fucking completely missed it. Yeah. And then my dad got bought a Billy Joel album for Christmas. That was it. Honestly, that was it. <laughs> I was 14. I learned, it's how I learned the piano. I'm self-taught, mostly. Right, okay. I, I, was, I started learning when I was about seven. I did my grade one. I freaked out before my grade two and stopped having piano lessons. And then I learned the piano by learning every single Billy Joel song by putting on the record mm. and just fucking playing it over and over again. And that's how I learned to play the piano. Right. I am not. I like Billy Joel. I, I <laughs> I'm not. About to, hang on. Hang on. No, 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 no. It's, it's not what you think I'm oh, going to no, say. I know it's, okay, it's not what okay, you think. No, okay, no, no. okay. It's a positive thing. Don't oh, right, worry. Right. I, I'm not going about to slag off Billy Joel. <laughs> I've not like listened avidly. So what album would you recommend to someone that hasn't listened to that? I've heard like obviously all the the big ones. Yeah. But what album would you recommend uh Billy Novice like the, myself? The Stranger. Is the, the Stranger. One. Came out in 1977. Right, it was his fifth album and um it was the album basically if that one didn't make it uh, he was signed to Columbia Records, and they were gonna drop him if he didn't. And that album has like some of the most amazing songs. That's got like the "She's Always a Woman," uh, uh, the good, uh, you know, all those kinds of things on. So um, that's your album if you're gonna check. If you're gonna check out one, yeah, that one. Yeah, it, it's funny because in 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 the UK, he's nothing like as massive as he is in the states. So you don't meet many. Billy Joel, mm. it's, and that's especially because he's like the sixth biggest selling solo artist of all time. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Well, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's crazy. And in the States, he's a massive deal. So yeah. he's been doing this run of shows at Madison Square Garden um, since yeah. 2014, a monthly show. He has a residency at the Garden, and he's sold out every single show since 2014. <sighs> And they were just like, we're just going to do this until people stop being stop. interested. That's and he crazy. just keeps selling out. That's He's 72. Mental. I was going to say, how old is it? Can we get a picture of Billy Joel in uh, his current Billy form? Joel looks fucking rough. I'm just going to... Does he? Yeah. I mean, he didn't... Uh, age age looks were not his um, forte piano player. But he had the talent, though. Yeah. Not the looks, but the talent. Yeah. Because I've only seen him like in like music videos, like from way back in like, you know, Hell, like yeah, 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 back when he had that sort of vibe going. Yeah, he's kind of got a sort of a bit fat and short with a goatee vibe going. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're not all gonna age gracefully into how no. old how old is he? Seventy six. Seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, I mean, but it could be Elton John. It could be worse. Right? Yeah, I didn't realize the other day. I know this is really obvious, but mm. like, I didn't realize that Elton John wore a wig. Does he? Yeah, there exactly. You go. That's man. Billy Joel. Oh, okay, he doesn't look oh, too bad. I mean, that's that's a relatively old picture, is it? <laughs> <laughs> James, enough with the polar bears already, <laughs> polar man. Bears. We're on Billy Joel now. Billy Joel, sadly, 
If Billy Joel was a polar bear, that I mean, uh, the world press would go mad, wouldn't they? He's got quite kind eyes, doesn't he, Billy Joel? Yeah, he seems like the kind of person you want to have a pint with. Whereas, I hope he's not like one of these people that's like actually just a bit of a twat. Yeah, like that'd be heartbreaking. That would it? be terrible. Like you know. So, oh look, we got a good. Oh, that's Ooh, rough. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it not. Gets not worse. It gets worse. Yeah, so for the people who are listening to the audio podcast... There you go, that's the the one that the Daily Mail, that's the, the most recent Madison go, Square Garden. Go right, Go, right. go, go right. right, there. That's ah. the most recent... You know what, man? He shows off his D. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's going to be a slightly dodgier article. Billy maybe, Joel shows off his D. Maybe keep this slightly more PC. <laughs> he looks... You know what, man? I'll give right. him a fucking break. Yeah. He doesn't look as fat there. No, I think he lost a lot of weight. Of yeah, yeah, it seems like he's he's cleaned up his act. Yeah, maybe. He lost 50 pounds. Good for him, man. That's, yeah. I could... Have you ever seen him in concert? Twice. Have you? Yeah. And so, how was it? Well, it was... The first time was actually, like, probably the first... I was, you know, gigging a lot at, like, open mics and things like that when mm. I was about 14, 15. I went to see Billy Joel live at... He did a very special like one show at Hammersmith Apollo because okay. all of his shows here are normally like stadium arena shows yeah yeah and Hammersmith Apollo is only three and a half thousand cap isn't it or something yeah yeah so um it was like his first theatre show he'd done since 1978 so uh we went to see it we got tickets which was incredible really when you think about the chances mm. they sold out in something like seven seconds or something <laughs> we happened and we just happened to get some yeah yeah uh and it wasn't what I mean. Billy Joel was phenomenal that night. It was just it was like sixteen year old me with all my all my dreams coming true at once. Yeah, yeah. But actually, there was a guy supporting him called Fife Dangerfield. Uh, you're Fife Dangerfield. Fife. Fife. F Y F E. Um, and he was in a band called the Guillemots. I recognise. Yeah, that he also did. He covered "She's Always a Woman" for the a John Lewis Christmas advert. Okay. At some point, way, way back when. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and it was him on his own at the piano, supporting Billy Joel, just playing his own music, and I, as a sort of sixteen-year-old, went, "Well, shit! If that that's what I want to do, that's mm. it." Five Dangerfield is doing exactly what I want to be doing yeah, in yeah. life, and he's supporting Billy Joel, and it's just him and the piano, and that's awesome. And that was the moment I kind of went right. That's that's what I've got to do. Sweet, it's possible. Man. It made me realise it was possible. That's Whereas cool. you know, all when you all when you all your idols you look up to are like megastars. It's yeah. hard to think it's possible. But seeing just a guy in his sort of late twenties sat at a piano mm. supporting one of the biggest artists in the world in the Hammersmith Apollo, I was like, any anything's possible there. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, and then the second time was at Wembley. So <laughs> <laughs> slightly different vibe. Slightly, slightly different vibe. Equally cool. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I do prefer a smaller. Yeah. So it's a bit Same. more. Yeah. Like, as soon as you get into huge arenas, it kind of just, the sound kind of. Yeah. Well, it was. Dissipates. I ummed and ard, and he came to Manchester once while I was at uni, and I didn't go because I was so worried that the first experience was going to be spoiled by him playing at the Trafford Cricket Ground with 60,000 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And then when he came to Wembley, I just thought, oh, fuck it. When am I going to see him again? That's it, man. I think you're... All right, okay. I'm not going to compare 
the two, but like your Billy Joel thing sounds like my Michael Bolton thing. Did you go see Michael Bolton? I fucking love Michael Bolton. Oh, mate. Um, I've seen him twice now, both in Blackpool. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just that kind of thing. Of like, I don't know how long he's going to be around for anymore. Just like, just go and see him. Yeah. Just go and do well, this it. is it. And you know, I, I've loved it every time. Yeah. Every time. Michael Bolton. Did he do, um, tell me how am I yes. supposed to live Honestly, mate, if you yeah. haven't, if you get you know, it, if you've got like a spare half an hour on, upon an evening, just go into YouTube and just mm. watch Michael Bolton's music videos and you will not be disappointed. Well, I played that on, um, my 80s show. Oh, yeah. And, um, I hadn't realized he'd written it. Oh, uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, and yeah. His version, like, he wrote it like six years earlier or something, didn't he? And then, yeah. He's yeah. like, one of the dare I say it, one of the greatest male belt voices. Yeah. Oh, that, but that bloke could sing. Unbelievable. He's still got it now. Obviously, you know, it's not quite as, you know, well, it's elegant. Never, it's never gonna be. But it? he's fucking old. How man. old is he? Seventies or anything? Uh James. Jay. We're really giving James a run. Bring up the polar minute. bears. Can you, can you tell us how old Michael Bolton is? <laughs> he's I think he's like seventy something. Mm. He's getting on. But you know, he he still has it. Well, a lot of them are. Yeah. A lot of the, the Michaels, you know, Michael yeah, McDonald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Under the great Michael. 68. 68. Oh, well, not bad. You know, similar kind of age. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right, Ollie. Cool. We chatted a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. We have. But mm. I think people need to hear some of your music. Oh, that'd be nice. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. So why don't you scuffle over to the performance earlier yes. and get, get ready. Lovely. Um, And then we'll hear some of your music. All right. I'll, um, I'll scoot. I'll see you soon, my see friend. You, see you soon. It won't be long. Goodbye. Bye. So I hope you're enjoying the episode so far at home. Um, just give you a little catch up on who we are and what it is we do. We're Rec Rooms. This is the Kicking Butt podcast. We talk to different musicians every week, do a live session with them. We've recently done some mental health podcasts and talked to psychologists, therapists, counsellors. That was like two weeks ago so it's definitely worth going checking that out they're really really good episodes and they've got some great artists featured in those um if you're enjoying what you see subscribe to us on youtube that would be really really helpful because uh you know we work our asses off here and it'd be nice to see it reflected in the subscriber numbers of course um but yeah we're gonna go over to ollie west our guest today uh, for some lovely music, and then we'll be back talking some more rubbish, I'm sure. So, without further ado, Ollie West. Hi, my name's Ollie. I play with Ollie West and the Wildflowers, and this is our song, Bird. Hope you enjoy.
your work? Are you tired? Do you want to share with me? Could you use some company? And so could I. Bro, thank you. So, um, I think that's about right, yeah. Um, this next song was our latest single. It came out in November. And this is called Count to Four. I hope you enjoy.
read your note this morning. A matter of importance. Read each word one by one, and when it was said and done, I have. It's awful that you're lonely. I tried my best to be a present man, and I've paid all my dues. But if your words are true, then I'll have to go. It's really finding. I wouldn't mind it. I'll try not to go wrong. I'm sorry I can't bring you all the joy that you brought to me. Drink my cup of tea and walk out the door. No, please stop crying. I'm really trying. I love you more than you will ever know. I know this. Isn't real. This can't be true. It's all just a dream. I'm going to count to four. I'm going to count to four. I'm going to count to four. I won't be here on four.、
Thanks. Uh, this is my last one. This is a song that came out just over a year ago now. Uh, we wrote it during the pandemic. It's called Shelf Life. My sad little shelf life hangs by a tether Leaves that were green now wilted and weathered Isn't a kind way to say that I've seen better days Eyes looking darker, face looking thinner Tell them a joke, everybody's a winner We both know that I'll be Useless at dinner, my dear So can we stay at home Dressed to the nines, but the feeling inside is we shouldn't be here. And this place isn't kind, so we run through the chamber, looking for somewhere to hide. Birds are suspicious by changing the weather, frightened by marble and doctors in leather, telling her, darling. Everything's gonna be fine So can we stay at home tonight?
Peggy. On all over the internet, you know, Brad. Um, so, Facebook.com slash Ollie West Music. Instagram is Ollie West Music. Twitter, it's It's Ollie West. If you type in Ollie West and the ampersand, you know, the, t- the twirly one, and the wildflowers, you'll probably find us. Um, yeah, so anywhere you can find music and things. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks, Thank you. Hello and welcome back to episode 47 of the Kicking Back Podcast. <laughs> Never done that before. Well, now you have to just surprise every single guest with that. And see if they sing see if, with it. See if they sing some horrible trito like I did. That was or good. if they sing something actually nice. Harmony. I might actually just sample that as a clip. <laughs> yeah. Just like a loop. Like with that'd be nice. I, I give you full permission to do that. That's absolutely fine. Thanks, man. That's really yeah. kind of you. I'm glad I could contribute in some small way well, to con- making this podcast work. Hey, man, you've con- contributed a beautiful performance as well. May I say, well done to you, oh, sir. Thank you very much. Normally, there's more people in the studio to clap, but it's just James. So, tell you what. Ah, there we go. Hey. <laughs> that sounds legit. That was delightful, man. I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> I hope it picked up on the mic. It it might not have. Just pathetic, like, close mic, just, like, patter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I really enjoyed it, Mum. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Thank you very much. I'm glad. So tell me about the songs. Go through the set and tell me about what the song's about, how they came to be, all that sort of thing. Sure. Well, I'll go... I'll go in reverse order, because, like... So the one we just listened to, which is called Shelf Life, um... Obviously, lockdown was shit. Yes. Um, I had started working through lockdown as a Tesco's delivery driver. Oh, really? And I became a waitress delivery driver. I went up in the world. Wow. Yeah, we delivered to some people, man. You know, not sure how public I'm allowed to make who we delivered to, but you know. Oh, what? Footballers and things. Oh, okay. Famous people. Um, yes. But yeah. Uh, so I was working as a delivery driver, and basically, the first line of shelf life was a just a bad pun I'd come up with about this the state of my mental health okay. compared to the shelf life of products in the store I was working in. So what is the what's Which, the first line? So the first you... line is my sad little shelf life hangs by a tether. Oh yeah. Savage. And I was like and it's because we used to print have to print out all the receipts and some things you don't like it would acknowledge had a shorter shelf life than others oh. on the receipt. Okay. And I think it was a day where I was particularly pissed off and I just, it just kept, that came to my head and sometimes things like that do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes they're totally pretentious and crap and sometimes I'm like, <laughs> oh, that might actually work. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I just wrote it down and then basically there are a series of recordings of every time I'm pulled over in the van me going, okay, and I think the drums should go like, and and then I'm going like, the bass needs to go, and, and so then I got home with all these like recordings yeah. and uh well the piano I was when I wrote it I was at Tesco and I went back and stayed with my parents for well we packed for two weeks me and my girlfriend and we were there for five months so um and their piano was notoriously out of tune I mean just to the point where it just you couldn't really play it oh, okay. and um I had mine but the first thing I saw when I got home was a guitar and so I picked up the, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a shit guitarist. And I mean, like, <laughs> shit, I'm not good, but I can, I can get away with it. 
Yeah, you can get through like it, in a rhythm you know. section. I can get away with it. Yeah, but so anyway, I picked up a guitar, and the the I think the reason Shelf Life works quite well as a song is because it is relatively harmonically unchallenging. Mm. Because I'm shit at the guitar, and sometimes uh... picking up an instrument, you're not. The thing I struggled with writing for like piano all the time is actually, you know, I can play the piano. And sometimes I overcomplicate things in my head. I'm like, oh, it yeah. needs to do this and that, and overcomplicate the harmony, and, mm-hmm. and I get all like clustery about it. But actually, the guitar is like I can just play a D, and then I can play an E, and then it, and put a cap on it, and it sounds cool. Yeah, and yeah. the rhythmic things, the interest, and the lyrics are the interest. Um, so basically, it was just a pun that got out of hand, and then um, and then we released it as a single in October, and. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty nice. I like, I like it. It's a lovely song. It's um, and the the real achievement for me was that we all literally recorded in the height of lockdown from our bedrooms. Nice. So I, Pete, recorded had four microphones, recorded his entire drum kit. We padded it out with a couple of like samples that Jack March had. Ash recorded his bass at home. James recorded all his guitars. He sent nineteen guitar tracks in the end. Whoa. Um, I I, um. Yeah, and he also recorded mandolin as well. We got all the strings to record. Some people like bought like you know, there's your my first <laughs> interface <laughs> sort of kit <laughs> and recorded strings of that. So like, I remember Jack going, "We can't, we can't use that recording, Ollie, because it sounds like shit." And I was like, "Well, that's what we've got, Jack." So yeah, uh, man, you make let's it make work. it less like shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, it did work in the context in the end. I recorded my vocals in my par- in a wardrobe in my parents' house. Classic. Like in a wardrobe, yeah, with yeah. the doors open and like duvets and blankets hanging over it, mm. and my interface was fucked. So <sighs> it was buzzing, but unless because clearly the grounding was wrong, so unless you touched it, <laughs> and it would stop. So I had it on the floor and I stood on it with so I had one sock on, one sock off. And I'm stood on my interface to get a vocal. Um, Amazing. So that's how shelf life came up. <laughs> Long answer to a short question. Um, so yeah, shelf life's that counter for. Um, we wrote counter for a while ago. Actually, it's just taken a, some of this stuff that's taken a long time to come out because we started recording an album pre-pandemic, and then we were about eighty percent done, and then we literally couldn't complete it, and then people's lives changed, and mm. you know we were the people we were using weren't available anymore and things like that. So, uh, and I literally couldn't get into a studio to you know, and I couldn't. You know, it was it was fine for one song, but I couldn't spend all my days just stood in a wardrobe with one foot on the one foot on the interface so um it was interesting uh we but counter four was is it's essentially a story about somebody who um wakes up and opens a letter on the table to find that their other half has gone and it's kind of like a live response and when you listen to the lyrics you're like oh okay that makes sense Mm. and um it's quite sad really it's funny (laughs) have you ever tried to submit uh music to blogs and things like that there's a no i have so there's a site called submit hub <laughs> where you can you buy tokens and you submit to clubs clubs blogs sorry and they either like approve it and be like oh yeah we're gonna we'll review this yeah. and you get a blog post or they'll add it to a spotify playlist and things and so or they go oh no we're not interested and normally they have to give feedback and one of the bits of feedback about counter four was that it was not emotional in any they were like it was neither sad nor a love song and i was like <laughs> what and i was like did you listen to the are we listening to the, the same you know, song i i don't like to think i'm up i i you know 
don't like to think about my own art, so I don't think it's the best thing ever, ever in the world. But it's quite sad. It's you know? fucking sad. Man. Yeah, I feel like it's, you know, it's a relatively emotional song. So yeah. actually, this thing, you just have to laugh, don't you? I just pissed myself. Yeah, man. Like, You're not going to please everyone, I said to you? the bad yesterday, I was like, guess what? Someone thought this wasn't sad. And they were like, on what planet is it not sad? <laughs> 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 uh, so that's counter four. And then Bird um, is, so I was playing the dulcimer in that one. I first came across dulcimer um, via Joni Mitchell. Okay. Who I saw, you know, she plays Dulcimer on uh, Case of You, California, all mm. all over that kind of blue album. Um, both sides now. She's um, she uh, re- introduced that instrument to me, and I kind of uh, there's a music shop in Manchester called Johnny Roadhouse. Yes, which has all sorts it. of weird and wonderful. Things. I bought my first ever bass there. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many, many years ago. Wow. It was a it was a piece of shit, but it was a it was like a Schecter like yeah. metal bass <laughs> or something. But yeah, yeah, I think I bought a few things from there. Yeah. In the past. Well, this is I I have a I have to stop myself from going into Johnny Roadhouse because I am a fiend, and I I'm I'm oh, bad right, at money okay. enough, and I just I walk in, I'm like, ooh, I wanna, I want that, and I want that, and I want yeah. that, and. Um, so I bought a few weird and wonderful folk instruments from there, and one of them I bought was an Appalachian dulcimer, and um, just fell in love with it. The great thing about it is that you really genuinely can't play a wrong note on it. What's an Appalachian so dulcimer? So there's the difference. So there are two types of dulcimer. There's a the Appalachian dulcimer is what I've got, which originated. It's a lap instrument. It originated in the Appalachian Mountains. It's an American folk instrument. Where's the Appalachian Mountains? So. Correct me if I'm well, James. You can do you can some Google research in the meantime, but yeah. I believe it runs up the west coast. Oh no, are they the Rockies? I think it may be. It's a coastline yeah. of America. This is a mountainous stretch, right? Um, and so it kind of came from there. And there's a lot of like American folk music that you know has its roots in sort of, I guess, Scottish and Gaelic music. Oh. There we go. Let's zoom in. So it's to the yeah, to the east, so eastern the east coast. coast. I've never, how have I never heard of that, man? It's a big. It's like and it's huge. It's two thousand miles, I think. Have you ever read A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson? No, what's that? Uh, Bill Bryson's a great author, uh, author, travel writer, and uh, he basically writes his book where he goes, "I'm going to walk the entire Appalachian Trail." Which is a very famous walk that you do through the mountains. You go from top, to, from the bottom to the top. Okay, and he invites. A friend to come and do it with him, and his friend is useless. And but yeah, if you've never read Bill Bryson, it's very very funny. What's that? A walk in the woods. A walk in the woods. Um. So and then there's a hammered dulcimer, which you will have seen. It's like a big. That's a bigger one, big isn't it? In million strings, it's almost like almost like a table, and you play it with two uh, oh little hammers. Yeah, and well, yeah. it sounds very different. But um, so yeah, those are your dulcimers for you. Nice. There you go. Some dulcimer knowledge. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. So, um, after I got this instrument, I was basically spending a lot of my time playing on it, and uh, I just wrote that first melody, and uh, yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Right. But I love that instrument a lot. It's very, mm. it's quite rudimentary, and it's quite brittle, like the sound. It's you know, but it's just, it's just really like there's. We have had some really special moments when we were touring and playing that song, where you know out of the sound system and it, in fact one particular was we played at a place called Kangle's Caverns in Cornwall and it was a cave 
like an actual cave. Oh, and the stage is in a cave and everything. Nice. And then there was this segment at the end of the sh- at the very end of the gig. They were like, "We'd like to invite the audience down." And there was a deeper cave, and there was like this underwater lagoon. Whoa! The, the natural acoustics in there. <sighs> What's that place called? Carn Glaze Cavern. C A R N Glaze. Pull it up for us. Go on, we're, we're giving you an absolute on, ride tonight. Yeah, man. Well, it's because all these ones so much in- interesting information. I want to see it. Carnglaze uh, Caverns, they've got this beautiful underwater-like lagoon. And we were... And so I went down there and I just took my dulcimer. Mm. And it's like, you have to wear hard hats down there and everything. Okay. So I sat there in a hard... And I played Bird and I played a version of the Times They Hear a Change on the dulcimer. Just completely acoustic. And it was probably the best part of the whole gig. Whoa. Yeah, so there... That's the... Oh, that looks cool. Yeah, that's the underwater lagoon. So and the... you can kind of just go to the edge of it. And I just sat with my dulcimer and played for our audience. And it was just a really, like, lovely... How would you describe that to the audio listeners, this cave? Oh, it's just, Ollie. like, the the best natural, like, reverb. Mm. Like, if you just want everything to sound glorious instantly. Yeah. That if you could take a sample... Of that, if anyone can, I bet, I bet there are people, because there are people who do it, don't they? Yeah, it might have been done, man. It's probably been done, but like I would like that drowned on lots of things I do. Mm. It's just a, oh, I mean, situationally, great. but yeah, absolutely phenomenal sound. Um, so yeah, I've had some special moments of that instrument. It's yeah. nice, yeah. And you, you, yours is like a hand-built one that was yeah. a gift you were telling me before. Yeah. So Ray bought it for me, my other half. She um. There's a guy who builds them in Wales, <laughs> and uh, right. yeah, it's very lovely. And it's um, it's it's got a unique design on the front as well, which is nice, and all oh, the poppies and things. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's a really lovely instrument. I like it a lot. It's delightful, man. So yeah, those are, those yeah, are the yeah, three. Sorry, long answer. No, sh- short man, question. I like the long answers. It's good, man. So, what's the kind of what's the plan now, Ollie? What's what's 2022? I can't, that feels crazy to say. Is that 20... like soon? That, no, it's not <laughs> far away, man. It's only a couple of weeks away. Shit, I had this crisis about Christmas. I didn't realize Christmas was next Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That's mental. Oh, God. Time, <laughs> time really flies, doesn't yeah. it? I need to actually do some Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah, I've not done anything. No, that. hopeless. Uh, what's the plan? So, obviously, the pandemic kind of screwed us a bit. As it screwed lots of people. Yeah. Um, we were we had a good like sort of trajectory going, and as lots of people did, and there was all kind of stop, bang, yeah. go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, so what we've kind of been spending the last sort of few months doing is now we've been allowed to get back into a room together as we've mm-hmm. been rehearsing. As I said earlier, like seven of us, and we've written a lot of new music. Um, there's some stuff we've still got to release that we recorded pre-pandemic. So things like Bird will be coming out probably end of January-ish. We've probably got another one or two maybe from those recording sessions that I'd like to finish. But then really what I want to do is start recording our new material because I think it's the most representative of where we are. Is it, would you say it's like sonically different or is is there anything that's changed? Yeah, I think kind of. A lot of our stuff has been very orchestral focused uh so you know a lot of you know string quartet stuff and things like that and as we move into a phase where the members of the band we go down to like one violin Mm. it's going to be 
like the same, like recognizably us, but they're quite sort of was quite different sonically. Um, probably taking drawing more influence from like those sort of Peter Gabriel-y type things. Uh, it will be it, it's it's actually just a really interesting journey at the moment, trying to sort of put it all together and mm. rehearsing with the band and being a bit more collaborative with it as well. So all the others kind of getting involved more in the writing process, which is something that's new to me uh, because before. It was kind of I'd write everything down to you know every string arrangement, every note. Oh know, right, was okay. kind yeah, of yeah. me. And then now, well, I say that in terms of like orchestral stuff, but now I'm like going, well, let's. I bring I bring ideas and I bring sort of seventy percent finished, okay. and then we kind of finish them in rehearsals. Yeah, so it's yeah. um, and I'm really enjoying the more collaborative aspect aspect of it. It's something that I've not done before so it's yeah. um, a new challenge for me uh learning to sort of let go of it sometimes as well and like... yeah because everyone has like we all have like a vision don't we like mm. when we write a song or whatever like it needs to be this kind of thing and like it is that thing of letting go and like because other people will think of things you never even thought of do you know what i mean yeah and you let their expertise sort of flow into it it can become a it's okay if it becomes a different beast do you know what i mean well this is it and as I was saying earlier, that a lot of them are, incre- you know, like my other half, Ray, is an incredibly talented lyricist and songwriter, and um, Ashley's a brilliant songwriter. Pete has, you know, written some really great electronic music that he's showing me stuff. So these people all have, like, those kind of skill sets. So it would be a shame to be in a project where I was so vain, I didn't let that happen. Uh, you know, ultimately, this band isn't what it is without them. Yeah, the music that I played isn't what it is on the record without them. And the show we do live, you know, I've done solo shows before. I've done a few solo gigs, and they're very different. They're quite they're special in a different way. But you know, when we're in a room, we're all playing together. There's just moments I'm just like, yeah, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah. just we're so good. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like you know. Uh... It's really special. They're spe- they're a really really awesome band to be a part of. It. Yeah. It's a pleasure to play with them. Really. So. I was going to ask you, like, about your writing process a little bit, and obviously it's changed a little bit. But like, are you kind of a lyrics first kind of guy, or a chords slap it on, or is it different every time? <sighs> As of l- normally, I write musical music first. Is my not always my, not like, oh, I have to, but, you know, normally I get a musical idea before I get a lyric idea. Yeah. And sometimes I get, like, lyric ideas separately. And then what I can do is go, oh, well, that works with that music. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. I can, if I have, like, a musical idea and then I have a lyric idea, and normally a lyric idea comes with a melody as well. So I don't normally just get the lyrics. If I do get things like that, normally they become poetry rather than... Mm lyrics but normally i get like a melody and then i'm like oh that works with this and then i can sort of as the song it's almost like a horrible birthing process of like, <laughs> and then once Some the song is like child. done it is like a child isn't it you know yeah. like, ah this is satisfaction of like ah good that's done yeah not but... that that's what you do with children you have children oh good that was one child done great yeah we're, they're out now out. off you go off be free uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's kind of yeah. I'd say I get sort of snippets, um, 
but you know having written classical music and all the rest before um you know in a relatively rudimentary way you know i think always music has come to me mm. easier potentially than lyrics yeah i was going to touch on what you'd said though about writing poetry poetry yeah do you write is that something you do yeah, fairly often or it's something i did a lot and then uh do a bit less now but i do i do like writing poetry but my poetry was all quite depressing mm. so i i i thought i might need to just uh, you know you write so you're like oh i should probably look into that mm. <laughs> um so yeah. it's uh but i do like writing poetry and um I always thought about doing that more, so I think that's something I'm going to pick up more on the new year as well. Do you ever like? Have you ever put any of it out, or is it just you just keep it in your own little private bank? Yeah, I put some of it out on my Instagram, like at the start of last year. Yeah, I was trying to put like a poem a week and on my Instagram, and I got about two months into that, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, so that everything went out of the window, really. But, um. Yeah, I was making it public quite a bit, and then, but then some of my more recent ones I haven't done. But I would like to, um, I'd like to like get enough of a body of work together to make a little like, oh, it's gonna be a nice thing to go with like a CD is like a little, oh. like a little book, you know, like one of these little teeny tiny yeah. books of poetry. I think I always thought that'd be a nice thing to do. That's lovely, man. Um, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite an advocate for like alternative marketing. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. You could buy a band T-shirt, or you could buy a little book of poetry. Oh, that'd be lovely. Man. Yeah, I've just started writing poetry as well. We've had a few like poets on the show. Oh yeah, in the past like couple of months, mm. it's like so inspiring. Yeah, and, like but their like poetry is like brutal. Like, yeah. like we had like uh, Johnny Lindsay on and Nathan Parker. Oh yeah, they're like just proper hard northern no flowery sort of poetry that's just like do you know what i mean it's yeah. not it's not like eloquent or anything no. i was just like really drawn to that i was like that's that's really cool and i was like sort of inspired me to like write a few little bits so i've written a couple that's i've cool, just man. i like written them for people and then just like written a paper version of it and yeah giving it to them this is like a nice thing that is nice to do yeah I, I like poetry i think it's really powerful we worked with a um we released a single earlier on this year called The Promise actually. And uh with co- collaboration with a spoken word artist and a poet called uh, Sunflower Bill. And she is a um well, she's a spoken word artist. She's very cool. And she did a very, very lovely and powerful verse on our track, The Promise, which was really nice. Um and uh yeah, she's very cool. She's done some other bits and bobs. If okay. you're gonna if you're looking for a track ladies and gentlemen uh then uh she did one called the one about peppers which is cool little ditty the one about peppers yeah she's living in egypt at the moment doing uh um, doing bits i'd like to be in egypt but you know i say i'd I'm like here. i'd like to go to egypt but then everyone always says that it's like all like near the pyramids and stuff it's just like crap everywhere yeah apparently there's like a mcdonald's next door to the pyramids yeah i feel like it would kind of ruin because i'm like well into all the sort of um shall we say alternate history shall we say Hmm. not like conspiracy theories but there's some pretty fucking weird shit that's like you mean like aliens landed pre-egyptians kind of i'm not necessarily saying (laughs) I'm not necessarily saying aliens. I'm okay. just saying like they had were, had access to technology 
that we definitely do not have access to. I mean, probably. Like, it was so long ago, man. Like, if you think about how many, yeah. like, hundreds, I don't know, how many thousands of years ago. Six, 6,000 years Something ago, like the Egyptians. That. Just the thing of, like, them being able to move, like, these huge slabs of stone. Like, some of them, like, I can't remember which bit of it is. Like, there's, like, the base rock of mm. this, like, uh, structure. It's fucking massive, man. I'm not even kidding. It's absolutely huge. And it's been moved from like like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Yeah, that's like, nice, isn't it? It's like we can't we couldn't do that now. So it's like how the fuck did that get from <laughs> over here to here? They has to have something there's got to be, there's something strange going on there, mum. If I had a superpower fuck no. If you had a superpower, oh. Ollie, what would your superpower be? And I'll tell you what my superpower would be. Well, I feel like yours is gonna to relate to the Egyptians and mine is not. A little bit. Uh oh, superpower. I think I think I'd like to Well, I, I'm I'm tossing up between flying. Yeah. Because I just think there's nothing cooler than that, is that there? Would be pretty awesome. But I do have quite bad vertigo. Oh do which you? Which I don't feel yeah, I couldn't ride a bike for it. I fell off a bike and then it took me three years to get back on a bike. Really? Well, I was coming down a hill, and then it slipped from under me, and there was a car coming up, and it was it was a close call, and um, it really threw me off. And every time I got back on the bike, I just felt like I was going to fall off. All right. But so I feel like maybe I'd get used to it if I could just fly, and it was natural. Yeah. Like, so it's either flying or, I think, I know it's, these are relatively conventional. No, I think invisibility. Yeah. Just the power of just being able to do like, What and, would you do with your invisibility, though? Nothing wrong. Nothing <laughs> untoward. No one would know. Just that, you know, I think I just, uh, I don't know, I just get about. I just want, I'd want to see what like weird government shit's going on. Yeah. Get I feel like I'd like to be, scoop. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in like some of those weird government board meetings. Yeah. Where they decide major things and see what they say versus what they tell. I like, I'd be intrigued by that. And then I could be like a whistleblower and you could like film it. Yeah, I didn't know you're there. Oh, yeah. Wow, You'd blow blow apart governments. Amazing. Yeah, my power would be the ability to like touch an object and then like see its history, like know its entire history from like oh. sort of conception to like the end. Almost like you just touch it and then you like know it. Yeah, could but would that happen with everything you touch? Because that would be... I feel like selectively. I was gonna say you could you could select because if you were like if you picked up a beer, for example. 12 times while you were drinking it. Yeah, and every time. You get, be, and you got that information every time. It'd be a bit of a head And fog. then if you accidentally, like, touch that yeah. while you were touching your bit, yeah. I feel yeah. like you have to have it selectively. Yeah, yeah, selectively. But then I could just, like, you know, just all these, like, crazy mysteries and, like, just, like, all that, just, like, go there and be like, oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that. And, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just solve so many, like, historical... Everything what whereabouts and like touch a person or maybe i wouldn't do that because that would i think that would be you could a bit get... unethical unethical yeah but like if there's someone like was like maybe like they were charged for murder or something yeah you could be like okay are you guilty and yeah mm. the magic fingers or you could just go for like a really unethical therapist kind of <laughs> approach so what's up with oh <laughs> okay. oh wow man you got some issues <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. See, I mean, there's a lot you could do with that. Yeah, there's there's massive scope for um, bad and good. Yes, I think. but I think that's the case of most superpowers. You know, invisibility yeah. could be 
Very abused. Bad. But, could. you know, I wish to not abuse my powers, but use them for... For good. For good. For good. Well, we're good people, you know. I'd like to think. We're nice people. I mean, you're definitely a good person. I, I'm here, you know, so I feel, you know. <laughs> we're here, man. Like, we're, we're here. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. No, 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 like... So we can, we can just, we can suppose about these things. But, yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's it, isn't it, really? Right, exactly. Ollie. One more time for the people at home. Mm-hmm. In that camera there. In this one here. Tell them where they can find your stuff. So, uh, my name is Ollie West. I run Ollie West and the Wildflowers. And we're on Facebook at, well, if you type in Ollie West and the Wildflowers, you'll find us. But it's facebook.com slash Ollie West Music. It's Ollie West Music on Instagram. At It's Ollie West for Twitter. Uh, Ollie West and the Wildflowers on Spotify. And Apple Music and all those shenanigans. I'm also on TikTok. It's at Ollie Makes Music. I'm not Ooh, very good at TikTok. What kind of TikToks do you do? Well, this is it. I don't really understand how it works. No, me neither. Like, I, I'd like to think, I'd like, you know, people are really good at it and I'm really shit at it. Yeah. But it's, it's such a powerful tool that I think it's an extraordinary app. It's a very, very powerful app. But if you can get it right, um, it can do wonders for you. you yeah, know? definitely. But, I am crap at it, but I am on it. And so if you fancy, you know, Watching. if you, you there look fancy, um, <laughs> you can follow me on that. Um, but, you know, probably go to literally anything else first. And oh, Don't say that, man. Don't sell yourself short, Ali. You know, well, you, the TikTok might get better. Well, the TikTok might, the TikTok's might Someone improve. might be watching this in like two years time. And then you're absolutely fucking nailing the TikTok and you, you know, you're selling them a, Maybe. a lie. Yeah. Maybe. I'd love to think. I'd love. I'd love for people to be watching this in two years' time. That'd be nice. Who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe in a hundred now. No, I think we'll all be gone by then. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, we got like fifty years. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or th- as you said earlier, five. Five. Yeah. Know, I say between we, five and fifty. I've got five. So everyone else. Has oh got right. 50. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of there. I Happy do. Days. One more question, Go sir. On. If you could sum this podcast up in three words, what would it be? I would go with Michael Bolton rocks. You beautiful man. Yeah. I like that. I love that, Ollie. Yeah. Michael Bolton rocks. Michael Bolton rocks. I thought you would have gone with Billy Joel rocks, to be honest. Well, Billy Joel does rock, but, you know, I've known that for a long time. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how much you loved Michael Bolton. I see, man. It started as a joke and then it turned into a passion. (laughs) Michael you know? Bolton rocks. That's how I'm summing this up. Amazing. Well, Ali, it's and been... or surprise polar bears. Oh, I'll let you have either one. Well, I, I'm gonna go with Michael Bolton's rocks. Okay, but commended is surprise polar bears. Okay, that's like in brackets surprise polar yeah. bears. Yeah, I like it. Thank you very much for coming on today, Mum. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bro. It's been a bloody good time. It's been a bloody good time. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, man, and we'll definitely get you on again in like I don't know. A hundred years time. A hundred years time. It won't be me. It'll be my son or something. Well, probably. Look, if it's me, then you're gonna be have a fucking miracle in your hands. Oh, yeah, you're like, you're 124, like Ollie. How? <laughs> how are you feeling? I'll be like pretty fucked. To be honest, <laughs> just have someone talking for you. On your behalf. <laughs> you're just there in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. No, that'd be that'd be terrible. Let's but, hope you know, you're gone before then. I but, would like to think so. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a pleasure, man. We've chatted some. 
Bearshit. We've chatted some bollocks, but you know, it's been good fun. It's been a lot been of fun. Good. It's been good. I hope you people at home, where camera, there we are. I hope you people at home have enjoyed the episode. Cheers, good Ali. Nice one. Um, with Ali. You can find more episodes like this on our YouTube channel, on all good podcasting apps. We put out a different artist every week. We talk to them. We do a live session. We talk some rubbish. It really is magical stuff. We've got a new series coming in in the year, so keep an eye out for that. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on your podcasting apps. And we will see you next week for our Christmas episode, which features all of the hosts from the year and some of our technicians playing some silly games. Could be good fun, man. Oh, I'm going to tune into tune that. Tune in for that. It'll Absolutely, be good. I'll tune into that. Next Tuesday, 7pm, it will be happening. No? When is it happening? Oh, uh, we don't know when yet. We're editing <laughs> at the moment. James <laughs> has just corrected me, so I'll correct it. It's coming out next week anyway, so keep an eye on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and hit the bell, you'll get notified when it goes up. So we will see you all next week for that. Hope you've had a lovely evening and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to catch up on new episodes every week. Also, check us out on our Facebook and Instagram at Rec Rooms where you can find out about our other exciting music series. We also have this and all our other episodes of the podcast up on our Rec Rooms YouTube channel for your viewing pleasure. See you next time.